on this episode of Jeff Does Vegas. It's so silly. It was so silly, the the whole process. You know, it originated with uh, one of my best friends, uh, Miss Tickle, Melissa King-Jules, and then our friend Anais, Penny Pivots, came in and she was like, I love this. I'd love to produce and direct it. And then uh, she basically was like, let's put puppets in. And I'm like, no. And then... You know, she won because she's brilliant. And of course, it's it's awesome. Las Vegas. It's more than just a city. It's a feeling. It's that feeling of excitement when you spot the lights of the strip out the airplane window. It's that feeling of awe as you stroll down the boulevard, taking in the sights and sounds. And it's that feeling of satisfaction knowing that you're in the greatest city in the world. Over 42 million people from around the world share that feeling every year. And I'm one of them. Taking you to the world-famous Vegas Strip and beyond, my name is Jeff, and this is Jeff Does Vegas. Welcome to episode number 162 of Jeff Does Vegas. Before we get into this episode of the podcast, I want to thank my guest from the last episode, Las Vegas Review Journal columnist, John Katzlametis. John is serving as host for season three of Mobbed Up, The Fight for Las Vegas, a podcast all about the history of organized crime in Las Vegas. The subject of season three is former mob lawyer and mayor of Las Vegas, Oscar Goodman. John and I talked about what went into putting together this season of Mobbed Up, including the number of hours he spent with Oscar collecting stories, what it took to convince Oscar to be a part of the podcast, and he even shared a few of the stories featured in the podcast. If you haven't checked it out as of yet, take a listen in the archives at jeffdoesvegas.com or search out episode number 161, Mobsters, Martinis, and the Mayor of Las Vegas, Mobbed Up Season 3 with John Katzlametis. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts. It's not very often you get the opportunity to talk to someone who's collaborated with and performed for the likes of Sting, Jerry Lewis, Fergie, Ice-T, Pink, and Jeff Goldblum. But when that chance comes along, you take it. Joining me for this episode of the podcast is Las Vegas performer Melody Sweets. You might recognize Melody from her time as the Green Fairy in the Smash show Absinthe, a role that she originated and performed for over six years. You may have checked her out at one of her production shows at either the Roman Plaza at Caesars Palace or the Smith Center, or maybe you've seen her photos in Las Vegas Magazine, Las Vegas Weekly, the New York Times, the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition, the Harvard Art Museum, or the Smithsonian Museum of American History. Melody was kind enough to hop on the podcast with me for a conversation about her latest project, her web series, Sweets Spot, which features the tagline, baking, boobies, and one evil donut. Melody and I discussed her pre-Vegas life and what brought her to the city initially, the evolution of Sweets Spot from a live stage show to the video series it's become, some of the great guest stars who've graced the Sweets Spot kitchen, the future of the series, and much more. Please enjoy my conversation with Melody Sweets. Uh, I like 
to say New York. I lived there for the most of my life, um, but I kind of grew up in foster care, and uh, before that was California. I was born in California, actually, but I moved away from there as a kid. So New York, in the house. <laughs> And so your pre-Vegas life, you, as you mentioned, you were in New York. You were performing, entertaining, producing, doing all the crazy things in New York City. All those things. Yeah, I was doing a lot of traveling. I had my show at this amazing um, place uh, called Dwayne Park, uh, which still has a version of that show and many other shows. Um, So if you're in New York, you should go check it out. Um, And uh, yeah, basically, I met the producers of Absinthe through my shows. And then, you know, they kind of um, talked to me for about two years about coming here, actually. But then it finally happened. And and like quicksand in the desert, I'm still here. Sucked me in. They've, they've got you. You just can't I get can't away from it. now. Yeah, I've got <laughs> dogs and a house. And it's like life happened. Really weird how that happens. And so was it Absinthe, was it Spiegel World that that convinced you to come to Vegas or was there something else on the horizon there? Uh, it was Absinthe. Uh, my friends, uh, Voki and Anais, who were the gazil- original gazillionaire and uh, Penny Pibbets were friends of mine. And um, I had traveled with Spiegel World, with Absinthe uh, before we came to Vegas. We did uh, shows in New York and we did shows in Australia, which was a lot of fun. And so I want to talk about Absinthe and Spiegel World because that, I mean, Absinthe is still one of my favorite shows in Las Vegas. My wife and I had a chance to see it back kind of during its original incarnation in Vegas with yourself as the Green Fairy and original Gazillionaire and original Penny Pivots, which, by the way, I think the OG cast is still nothing against the current cast, but I think the OG cast is the best cast ever. I think it was a different energy. You know, we were the underdog and we had a lot to prove and... Uh, we had a lot to say, uh, you know, and we created something really cool and different that wasn't here before. And so I think that energy kind of went out into the audience as well. When that show first started and you first kind of got the script and got the the idea from the Spiegel World people, was it one of those things where you looked at it and went, what the f- is this? This is the craziest thing I've ever seen because it is a crazy show. I'm from New York. <laughs> You know, and there was no script, you know, we created what you saw. That was me. You know, those were my songs I was singing, you know, my, that was just what we did on that stage. Voki, uh, the gazillionaire and Penny Pivots, they created their own everything, their characters, their jokes, and, you know, they're still a part of it today. Mm-hmm. But, um, more exciting uh, than that, Penny Pibbets is uh, the director and producer of Sweet Spot. So, and she also plays Frida Hole, uh, Doctor Donut's evil sidekick, who you see in throughout the web series. So, uh, brilliant comedy writer, brilliant actress, and singer, all around genius. That one. I want to talk about Sweet Spots because this was such a, a, a fun thing to come across in line and seeing what you were doing with this. I love I love the tagline, baking, boobies, and one evil donut. <laughs> <laughs> it's so silly. It was so silly. The 
the whole process from from writing. You know, it originated with uh, one of my best friends, uh, Miss Tickle, Melissa King Jules. Um, she is a brilliant brain. I always tell her I want to lick her brain. I know that sounds weird, but I know I'd get something from it. But she's just this uh, beautiful performer and creator. And, you know, we had started writing for my show was supposed to go on the strip. A uh, few different variations, a few different producers I'd sign with. But the the recent one was um, at Caesar's Palace, at the um, uh, Cleopatra's Barge Room. But as we know, that closed forever. Oh, killed me. Um, but, you know, so and that closed in the pandemic. So and so did basically entertainment as we knew it at that time. Right. So we decided let's change gears and we started writing it for TV and realized, oh, we can do whatever we want in TV. You know, we're not restricted to the stage or, you know, what we can do live and stuff like that. So we really had fun with it. And then our friend Anais Penny Pivots came in and she was like, I love this. I'd love to produce and direct it. And then uh, she basically was, uh, she's like, let's put puppets in. And I'm like, no. And then you know, she won because she's brilliant. And of course, it's, it's awesome. And now I'm like more puppets. <laughs> so, you know, uh, definitely not a kid's show for everyone out there listening when you hear the that there's puppets in the baking show. But um, yeah, that's, uh, it's been a wild, wild process from writing to having all those wonderful Las Vegas characters in my home filming in my very very pink kitchen now (laughs) oh my god it's so it looks beautiful on screen but in real life it's pink (laughs) um but i'm loving it we are hoping for a season two um you know right now we're just trying to get get it out there and uh go we're going into this new world of screen instead of live so it's a learning process for us and we're just having fun with it and and i assume you are a baker you you enjoy baking do you i do i i used to bake uh for the foster kids and some of the homes that i lived in and i didn't do the crazy stuff that i was doing now but in the pandemic uh one of my sisters had come into town and it was my birthday i'm like kind of pouting, make my own birthday cake, you know, and then it brought back that feeling and that, that feeling of safety almost and realizing that what I made, made people happy around me. And even if it was for a laugh, you know, um, and then we get to eat that happiness, which was always great, you know, so I just kept doing it and making crazy bakes for my neighbors. Uh, I'm now the neighborhood cake lady. I don't know how I feel about that, Um, but it's (laughs) happened, you know, and just getting the response that I do from some of the bakes that I've made for people, big elaborate things, you know, has been very um, heartwarming and rewarding in a very different and unexpected way. And so I just went with it. And it's on brand, my name. <laughs> I was like, this is great, you know. So, yeah, I'm just kind of going 
wherever it takes me and having fun with it, enjoying our time with my wonderful friends creating. Speaking of the friends, I, I I loved watching it and seeing all these different people popping up in the show and different Vegas entertainers and such, <laughs> and seeing some of my own friends pop up in there. I, I the first time when the fridge opened up and I saw Isaac Tubb and and Mikey Beans in there playing oh, the drums, yeah. that I looked at went, "That's Isaac and Mikey. That's hilarious." <laughs> Mikey Beans is basically my brother. I've known him for basically my whole life. Uh, you know, we used to. A room together in New York City. And, uh, you know, I've known him for a long time. Very cool. I, I know the Vegas community is such a, the entertainment community is such a close knit group of people. I assume you had no problem convincing anybody to be a part of this, basically going to them and going, I've got this crazy idea for a baking show with boobs. Do you want to be in it? I'm guessing everybody said yes. Actually, I. I know for the people that I asked, I didn't give them very much info. <laughs> I was just like, hey, you want to be a part of this project I'm doing, you know, with uh, with Tickle and Anais. And they're like, yeah, sure. And, um, you know, there were some very funny moments. Uh, for example, in uh, the fifth episode, you see the Virgin Mary. And um, she does some very <laughs> questionable things in that episode. And she was, she's like, what? <laughs> she had no idea that that's what she was going to be wearing or doing. And she was just so on board, you know, with it. And that's how it went with most cases. They were just like, oh, okay, cool. That's what we're doing. Okay. And a lot of people maybe didn't understand, I think. But it was so much fun. And um, I think most of those people might return if... Uh, if we have that opportunity, I think we treated them well and had a good time. And we all got to eat afterward. So that was fun, too. After the break, Melody and I talk about what she's got up her sleeve for season two of Sweets Spot. And Melody shares her thought on the possibility of a live version of the show. That's next on Jeff Does Vegas. you think that this is something that could translate to a live show though like you could very easily turn this into a live you're gonna bake something live on stage i mean it had many different variations it uh, originally was very burlesque very uh elegant classy naughty you know but but this beautiful thing and then the comedy kind of came in and and then like i said the puppets and evil donuts and stuff like that so um Yes, to answer your question, it could definitely be a live show. And, of course, we've written a few versions of that. Um, We haven't really brought that to anyone's attention because we've been very focused on the filming and getting all the, you know, everything released. We've got bloopers coming and, you know, the editing process has been a bit uh, slow and we're, we're just doing it as it goes and hopefully learning a lot and doing it better the next time. <laughs> and I would imagine too, the idea of doing it online and, and releasing it on YouTube and releasing it through your website is a little more freeing than say, trying to do it for a network television or something like that for, I mean, the reason a, you're not sort of time restricted. You don't have to fill a certain amount of time. And then B, you can 
be as as edgy as you want when you're doing it online like that? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind the um, the reach that a public like you know Netflix or Adult Swim or something like that that could handle this kind of comedy, um, you know. But but yes, the freedom to do whatever we want is great. <laughs> and I feel like whoever would sign us on would know that that's what is special about it and would give us that freedom. Either that or they're going <laughs> to just be like, get behind the counter and bake. Okay. <laughs> Whatever you want, you know, sneak in a, a puppet or something. I can't even imagine being in the writing room with you guys on this because knowing and seeing what made it onto the screen, I can only imagine the stuff that didn't make it onto the screen. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, there's, we have, um, we don't have a problem with uh, an abundance of ideas. We have a lot, and it took a lot of editing down and trying to figure out what works, who's available. You know, we wrote the basic skeleton of the show and then filled in some stuff depending on what was available to us, what we could do in the amount of time um, that was available to us. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> we have so much more. <laughs> if we this time around we're thinking of course how can we make it crazier and bigger and better and um, and right now we've got a pot full of really simmering full of crazy ideas do you like that food uh, yeah thank you i'm trying that was a wonderful analogy that you threw mm-hmm. together there i that that was outstanding <laughs> i'm trying I'm trying as you mentioned, you're talking a series two. Any timeline on that at all? No. You know, right now we're, like I said, we're figuring out what a season two would look like, deciding on what we want to do with season one. Uh, you know, we want to extend the baking. We want to bring in some special guests, some celebrity guests, and and do stuff like that. So. Right now, we're enjoying the creative process and seeing what direction we want to take it and, and just trying to get it out there. You know, all the, all the likes and subscribes and all those things, you know, that, that we can get. We hope that you, uh, you can come along on the ride. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been a new, like I said, the YouTube and stuff like that is new to me because... I'm so very used to that live experience and that instant gratification and, you know, knowing if the audience likes what you're doing or not instantly, you know, rather than waiting until you release this thing and who's watching it and and do they like it and what are they, what are they gravitating towards, you know, stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And I know the thing with all of you guys, all of my Vegas friends and all my Vegas entertainer friends is you guys are never sitting still. You've always got 850 million other projects on the go. So you're working on sweet spot stuff, but I assume you've also got other things on the go. Are you looking at other shows and looking at trying to get other music out? I'm definitely working on some new music and hopefully including that in season two, perhaps. Um, you know, the idea of having a live show is is there still. Um, and 
you know, I'm working on more of a solo thing rather than the big production shows that I was doing, uh, you know, late night in the absinthe tent or, um, you know, although I do miss the Smith Center stage, I really enjoyed performing there, but um, I'd like to scale it down and really make it more personal rather than this big show of a thing. And, um, you know, I had a 12-piece band coming on with me at Smith Center, which is a phenomenal feeling and experience, of course, but I really want to make it super personal and and really be in and amongst the audience and stuff like that. So definitely a lot of ideas out there. But uh, like I said, focusing on sweet spot the most and and seeing how much fun and how long we can <laughs> stretch it out for, I guess, you know. Well, Melody, I appreciate you taking the time to jump on and, and have the conversation with me. If people want to find you and all your work and find Watch the Sweet Spot, which they absolutely 100% should do, yes, um, how can how can they do that? Where can they find you? Uh, you can go to uh, sweetspottv.com. Uh, sweets, like lots of candy, spot. TV. There's two S's in there. Uh, you can also go to YouTube directly, youtube.com slash at sweetspottv. Um, or me personally, get to know me at melodysweets.com. Excellent, Melody. Thank you so much for, uh, for taking time again to have a, a conversation. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I had fun. And that wraps up another episode of Jeff Does Vegas. If you've got feedback on this episode of the show, or any other episode for that matter, or you've got suggestions and ideas for topics you'd like me to cover on the podcast, please feel free to reach out to me via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Jeff Does Vegas. Or drop me an email directly at Jeff at JeffDoesVegas.com. In the meantime, thank you so much for checking out the show. Be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts so you'll know the moment new episodes are available. And don't forget to visit JeffDoesVegas.com for past episodes and show notes. My name is Jeff, and this has been Jeff Does Vegas, a Walker New Media production.